Hi, my name's Kelly Kingsland. I am an intuitive life coach, a Reiki master and teacher, and a metaphysical minister. I've always been intrigued by alternative healing and spirituality. I had my babies quite young and spent the majority of my time either working or being their mom. There was no time for self-development or self-exploration. Those of you that have children know exactly what I'm talking about. 2011, I saw a documentary called No One Dies in Lilydale. For those of you who don't know, Lilydale is the epicenter of the spiritualist movement in the U.S. It is a gated community in New York State on Lake Casadega. It's about 20 minutes south of Fredonia-Dunkirk exit. In order to live there, you must be a member of the Spiritualist Church. And as a healer or medium providing services within the compound, you must go through a rigorous testing process. This weeds out the phonies and those that aren't approaching their services from a place of enlightenment. When I saw this show, I knew I had to go there. It wasn't one of those, eh, that looks kind of neat, maybe I'll go one day. It was as if my soul said, get on the friggin' phone and make the reservations. You need to go there. So I did. It was the most amazing place I'd ever been. I drove through the gates and I just felt like I was at home. If you had that feeling before, you know what it's like. If you haven't, it's really hard to describe it to you. That pull that I felt, that calling was so strong, yet at the same time so comforting, that it made every part of what was happening to me okay in that moment. It's kind of like the feeling you get when you sit down to take a really hard test, but you were so well prepared for it that it felt strangely comfortable and somewhat even exciting to sit in that testing room. That's what this calling felt like. Nice and comfortable and right on time. It quickly became my happy place. In 2012, on Mother's Day weekend, because why not spend Mother's Day away from your kids? I attended a three-day workshop at Lilydale called Spiritual Enlightenment. It was an intense three days focusing on mediumship, meditation, and energy healing. It was my very first experience with meditation and energy work, and it changed my life. How? Well, I was doing an energy session on a gentleman in my group who actually was a real estate agent. I'd never spoken to him before, and I've never spoken to him since. He asked me if I was a Reiki healer. I had no idea what that was. So I replied, no. He then proceeded to tell me that if I wasn't, I was supposed to be. You see, people that have been attuned to Reiki healing have a different energy about them. It feels different from someone that's not attuned. According to this Reiki master, I had that energy and I needed to expand on it. I was flattered and a little bit confused all at once. And I tucked it away in the back of my mind for later exploration. A few weeks after I returned from Lilydale, I remembered what this man had said. And I thought, 
you know what? I'm going to Google it because, you know, Google knows everything. I entered Reiki, St. Catharines, which is my hometown, and some ads popped up. And then I saw a listing for a teacher in St. Catharines, and I clicked on the link. I didn't know it at the time, but the universe was setting me up for the most challenging and rewarding time in my life. The website popped up, and it was for a kind-looking woman who was offering classes for Level 1 Reiki. I scrolled down to the bottom of the page, and I shit you not, she lives about six houses away from me. I'd never seen her, never met her, and I'd never seen her car, even though it has a personalized license plate that says Reiki 1. I could see her house from my front door. How messed up is that? When the universe has a plan for you, the synchronicities are ridiculous. If that wasn't a kick in the ass telling me I needed to do this, I don't know what was. I contacted her and I began my teachings. I graduated with a Reiki master teacher designation and had the ability to read people's energy and chakra centers. When I was doing my Reiki master class, I met a fellow healer named Tammy. That's not her real name. We had an instant connection, and I honestly think we had a connection of some sort in a past life. Little did I know her purpose in this life was to teach me a hard lesson. We decided the two of us were going to change our little part of the world, and we opened up a spa together. I call it a spa, but it was focused on energy healing services. We both provided Reiki. I incorporated crystals into my treatment. We hired a massage therapist. We brought in a reflexologist. We had guest mediums come in to do readings. We taught classes. And we had a retail component with crystals, incense, and all that good stuff. We had the best time. The energy when we opened was so positive, and our friendship grew. About four months into the venture, I noticed we had differing ideas on responsible business practices. Word to the wise, figure this stuff out before you actually go into business with someone. For example, if you don't have the money to pay your share of the electric bill, maybe the air conditioning should be turned off when the spa is closed for the day. Crazy idea, right? Well, apparently it was. All of a sudden, I was being told I was bitchy because I didn't let her do whatever she wanted. We were both strong personalities, but only one of us knew how to compromise. We started growing apart, and the business started suffering. Tammy told me it was my fault that my money-focused energy was bringing the place down, and I actually believed her. At that point in time, I decided to cut my losses and left the business. All I asked was to be bought out of my half of the furniture and equipment. Needless to say, that did not go over well. Of course, Tammy didn't have the money to do that. So I said, that's fine. I'll take half the furniture with me. If looks could have killed when I was moving my share out of the building, I'd be dead 10 times over. The knot I felt in my stomach was almost enough to make me physically sick. In all honesty, I brought a friend with me to help me move the furniture. 
But really, it was because I knew that if I was there alone with her, there would be one hell of a confrontation. And I couldn't deal with that at that point in time. At the time, I didn't realize what a profound effect this experience had on me, but I found out soon enough. Because of the negativity and the trauma of the partnership breaking down, honestly, it was almost like a divorce. I decided to step away from my energy work for a bit. I couldn't service my clients properly if doing Reiki brought up negative feelings. Thus ended my journey, or so I thought. I returned my focus to being a mom and wife, and I returned to working full-time in the corporate world. And the years passed. Fast forward four years. I hadn't done Reiki in four years. Looking back on it now, all I can think is, holy shit, what a waste. In the spring of that year, three months before my son graduated from high school, he was hospitalized with clinical depression and anxiety. He was escorted into the hospital by the police because he was a danger to himself, and he was admitted under a 72-hour hold. He was struggling, and I wasn't sure how to help him. You see, my degree is in psychology. That's what I went to university for. And I worked in mental health before I had my kids. So technically, I knew what to do. Emotionally, I couldn't separate myself from the situation in order to do that. I spent that summer being the worst helicopter parent ever. If I could have put a tracking device on him every time he left the house, I would have. I got up in the night to make sure he was still in bed. I froze every time I heard or read about an incident where someone took their life. I was a complete emotional wreck. Just try to imagine feeling the most human and the most vulnerable you've ever felt in your life because this beautiful human that you gave life to this human whose life you value and cherish above your own, this human who you treasure is suffering from a broken heart so badly that he has seemingly lost hope. That feeling is sadness, desperation, fear, heartbreak, and terror all balled up into one. To make matters even worse, he was going away to university in September, and he'd be an hour and a half away from me. I wasn't sure I'd be able to make it through that. How the hell do I keep him safe if I'm not there? Regardless, move out day arrived, and I kept my strong face on. All the while, I was absolutely frozen with fear on the inside. I moved him into his residence apartment, and when we were done getting him set up, he walked me down to the car to say goodbye. I was strong until I got in the car. And then the floodgates opened. I cried the whole drive home, which in hindsight probably wasn't the safest situation to be driving in. I didn't stop crying for a month. I would go to work. I would go out to my car on lunch and have a small breakdown. I would come home after work. I would stand at my kitchen counter and cry while I made dinner. At that point, I decided I probably needed to get some help. 
I met with a therapist, and she diagnosed me with depression and PTSD. Then I cried some more. One evening, I was sitting in my living room trying to decide what I wanted to do now that both of my kids were gone away to school. I had every evening to myself, and drowning in sorrow wasn't being productive. I was overeating. I was eating garbage. I was drinking too much wine. I wasn't exercising. It was just disgusting. And that's when I met my coach. The program she taught me is very similar to the program I teach. I was a light worker and I wasn't using my gifts the way I was meant to. It was time to get back into Reiki, but I actually physically couldn't. There was no energy happening anywhere in my body. I was like a dead circuit. After a brief moment of panic, I called my Reiki master and told her what was happening. She suggested I go in for a touch-up attunement. So I did. And nothing. What the hell? Where had the energy gone? And then I thought back to my divorce from my business partner and realized my body blocked it when that whole ordeal happened. My first response was, well, shit, now what? I talked to my coach about it, and I decided to just kind of ease up, take the pressure off myself, and continue with the chakra program I was doing and see what happens. We cleared the root chakra. Nothing happened. We cleared the sacral chakra. And nothing happened. And then we hit the solar plexus. Good God, that was a bad one. It took a lot of work and a lot of tears, but I managed to unblock it. The release I felt was almost orgasmic. I could actually feel the blockage leave my body. I felt lighter, freer, and more myself than I had in a very long time. And guess what? The energy came flowing back like a river. Like I was vibrating. I was so intense. Immediately, and without her permission, which I would normally never do, I did a distance reading on my coach. I told her about it the next day, and it was spot on. My first thought was, thank goodness. At her urging, I put a very vulnerable post out over Facebook and told some of my story. I asked for volunteers because I was at a practice and I wanted to make sure that I was doing everything that I needed to in order to get back up to snuff. They lined up for their free energy and chakra readings. I was back and I was stronger than ever. At that point in time, I realized how damaging blocked chakras and energy can be to an individual physically, mentally, and emotionally. A lot of people don't even know that they're blocked or what the chakras do. That's why I decided to design a program specifically focused on chakra healing. People need information and people need education. They can't fix what's broken if they don't know it's broken. I have now had the honor of helping people from all over the world reclaim their power and ability to live the life they were always meant to. I've helped them build businesses. I've helped them change careers, 
release toxic individuals from their lives, and I've helped them find their self-esteem. I've helped people realize abundance and the generosity of the universe. That is my calling. And I can't wait to see how the people I've worked with change this world.